Welcome back to Same Shick, Different Day. I'm your host, Shick Soto, and joining me uh, for episode number two is my co-host, Justin Metzger, a.k.a. El Huero. How what's, you doing, bro? What's good, Shick? We're back. We we made it to episode two. <laughs> we did. We did. We had, a, we had a good enough amount of people that liked us so far. So we'll see if we can continue this uh, this come up and uh, and bring some uh, entertainment yeah, to the world. We appreciate your guys' support. We're having fun with it. So keep Keep bringing them to you for now. <laughs> keep subscribing. Keep, keep liking. You know all the good stuff, man. We're gonna keep bringing you guys some heat. And uh, before we even get started, man, how was your weekend? Uh, I know you had a little exciting, uh, little riz going on on the Tinder. <laughs> some some football some football riz. We can uh, we can take a look. We can take a look if you want. Yeah yeah okay. You did give me some uh, some messages that uh, <laughs> that were pretty funny, bro. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, read a little bit about this back and forth. Uh, you gonna put you putting it on the screen for yeah, for yeah I'm gonna put see. it on the screen for everyone to see. So all right, we'll keep we'll keep her identity we'll keep her identity <laughs> safe. We don't want to throw any girls under the bus for t- for talking to me. You know, yeah, so. for all you young whippersnappers <laughs> who like the word riz, we're gonna show you what some real old school riz is we're right cool. here. We know what we know what riz means. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So it looks like you hit her up and you were just like. What do you think my odds are of fumbling? And yeah. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> coming in with the odds, you know, where we like we like getting good odds, and if we're getting even money, it'll sound like pretty good odds odds to me. So yeah, you know, I want to see yeah. where I stood right out the gate. <laughs> you went straight. Uh, you you went straight to generate on the uh, the start of the message. So I like that. Uh, she hits you back with it's two thirty a.m. on Tinder. I'd say fifty fifty. And you uh, hit it with that dumb and dumber. Those, those aren't too bad at odds to me. Yeah, hit it with the hit it with the dumber, dumber, dumb and dumber meme. Yeah, and, and that got you right so, in the field goal range right there. Look at that. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> hey, but we saw this weekend just getting into fit field goal range might not be enough. Ooh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> four, <laughs> four of the five or four of the five kickers that missed this this weekend, their teams lost. So the only kick uh uh 49ers moody missed his kick but that was also a block so Uh, so field goal range we know we need to get a little (laughs) bit closer even if it's tinder all right so let's see if we can get you uh within the uh under the 40 yard range all right so let's see as as we go through the messages here it says uh uh so you replied with her to a a football fan too dare i ask who you have tomorrow yeah and she uh she was she wasn't able to give me any picks so we can't uh can't build any parlays off of her but you know we'll give her yeah, but she, she lost some points saying she's a Broncos fan. But again, she followed it up with she's not really a football fan. Um, but then this is where it got interesting right here. And you know me, I'm a big Raider hater. So I love this next message that she said. As long as you're not a Raiders fan, then we good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, well, got- you know, I let her know I'm not a felon. I grew up Boom. in <laughs> I grew up in a nice uh, suburban <laughs> neighborhood in the greater Seattle area. You know, yep. we, don't, we don't support the Raiders around here. <laughs> little Kirkland action, huh? <laughs> little Costco love. Yeah, a little Costco um, Kirkland signature. Man, anytime we can get some Raider hater uh, on the pod, I'm definitely going to share that. But let's see how the uh, how, how it closed out here. So it looks like she put you on the 20-yard line. Okay. Yep. The, the not being a felon, it helped you. That should be a chip shot. of. Uh, <laughs> oh, you put that in there. Chip shot for the field goal. All right. We're going for the touchdown, though, baby. Yep. 
Yep. And then, uh, okay, it ended with you getting her number, and you gave her yours, man. Yeah, so the, uh, the reservation okay. got me to the ten, and I guess uh, when we when we meet up, we'll have to see see how much further <laughs> we can uh, if we can get it into the end zone or not. Hey, man. Well, good job, good job. <laughs> I like the way that this message played out. I think you should definitely go for her because mm-hmm. she does not like the Raiders and she knows better. So give her a chance. And she and she's got some football knowledge. I was digging it. So a good, bit. good, nice, nice banter for uh, ladies. Pay attention yeah. if you're on Tinder. <laughs> I love it, man. You're just gonna have to work on uh, making her not a Broncos fan. Yeah, forward, know, no, so. no one, no. I think I had a message in there too. No one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, guys, we got a great show for you guys today. Episode two. We're gonna discuss the divisional round. We got. We're gonna let you know about the bets that we hit, the ones we missed. Give you guys our picks for the conference championship games. Uh, but there's gonna be a little twist on how we choose the conference uh, championship bets. Uh, so we're excited to share with you guys that. And we also have our first official interview with a special guest. Um, and the artist is known as Illis. He's a professional glassblower, and he's actually celebrating his 10-year anniversary as a, a glassblower here in Seattle. Uh, so we're excited to talk to him and uh, see what he's got to share with us about the industry, because uh, it's definitely an interesting industry. I told him I was like, most people grow up trying to be like lawyers and shit. Uh, nobody grows up saying they want to be a glassblower. So <laughs> we'll see what got him into that. And um before we even get started, too, I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Danny. Um, I was in the third fantasy football league and I forgot to shout him out in the first episode. So, Danny, congrats on winning the championship. He was actually a rookie and he had the beginner's luck and he knocked me out of the di- divisional round, I guess you can say. No, the championship round. No, wait. In fantasy. So semifinal? Semifinal, semifinal, semifinal round? Yeah. 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 And from what I heard, he didn't just beat you. He beat them cheeks uh, uh that's the word that's God. the word on the street you all forgot right, to mention right. that last week to yeah, our viewers yeah, 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 my yeah, guy yeah. all right <laughs> you guys can see the score here he did beat my cheeks bro he spread them uh he like he would have scored over 220 if it wasn't for the cowboys sucking ass and uh, getting him negative four but he got about 215 218 on me and i had no shot um but yeah he had a phenomenal team so congrats danny um, we'll see how you do next year because uh, that beginner's luck is it works for that first year, but after that you're gonna get a you're gonna get a reality check, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, let's get started. Justin, any uh, any Seahawk news, man? Coaching? I know we're in the coaching carousel right now. A little bit, a little bit of a slow slow week for my Hawks. Um, just kind of read you read you a tweet here about the coaching second round of interviews. We got Seahawks are setting up second interviews with uh, Panthers DC. Ejiro Evero, Raiders DC, Patrick Graham, Giants OC, (laughs) Mike Kafka, and Rams DC, Raheem Morris. Um, None of those are really uh, getting me too excited. They did set up a second interview with Dan Quinn as well, which is could be a uh, could be a good one. But uh, I'm I'm still rooting for Ben Johnson. I think I love what's. uh, going on for the lions over there. And I think he'd be having an offensive minded coach would be kind of fun. Something we haven't had here in a long time, pretty much since Mike Holmgren, uh, really here in Seattle. So, yeah, man. I mean, if you guys are going with DCs, you know, might as well just kept Pete. <laughs> I, yeah. It just doesn't, it feels like if they're trying to shake things up, like let's shake, let's shake things up, yeah. you know? And I, you know, seeing, I mean, you know, n- no hate on these guys, but, I personally don't even know who a lot of these guys are, and I'm a pretty big football fan. So I mean, you guys have the uh, Giants OC in there, so Giants <laughs> offensive kinda... coordinator, not an offense that's really uh, yeah. turning a lot of heads. Yeah. So, 
you know, shout out Danny DeVito or Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. <laughs> same difference. Uh, anyways, we have stuff so for the Chargers. It's kind of the same thing. Not, not Nothing exciting so far. The only thing that's super exciting, though, is that we do have a second interview with uh, Jim Harbaugh this week. So could be could be the big, uh, big news that us Charger fans have been waiting for. We did satisfy the Rooney rule. Um, so we could offer him the position if we um, after the second interview. Um, and that's who I want. Personally, uh, my second choice would be Vrabel. Um, but on under, other interview news, we actually interviewed uh, uh, this lady named Don Aponte. Aponte? Aponte? Sounds, sounds French. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, she has a pretty nice resume. And uh, it's, it's nice getting the lady some love um, for the GM position as well. You know, it'd be pretty cool to have a lady as a general manager. But her current position right now in the NFL is chief football administrative officer. Um, and she's been, you know, she has over three decades of experience in the NFL. So excited to kind of dive into uh, her background a little more and uh, see what she's about. But, you know, congrats on the Chargers for uh, <clears throat> giving the women some love on these, uh, these interview um, coaching and GM carousel that we're in. And um, besides the slow coaching news, hopefully by next week we'll have uh, some coaches for both our teams and some GM. Well, you guys don't need a GM, but yeah, where's Vrabel gonna go, man? It's it's kind of kind of weird. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting one to monitor. Yeah, because of the Titans. Actually, there's um, I have it right here. The Titans are actually finalizing a deal with um, the OC for the Bengals, and so the Titans now are pretty much have their coach. So. That kind of and then uh, oh the Raiders actually hired um, Antonio Pierce, so what's that? What's that leave the Seahawks? It leaves the Falcons, who are probably going to go for Bill Belichick. The Panthers are still looking. Chargers, um, your Chargers as well. Yeah, I'm in Chargers, but come on, we're not going <laughs> to put that out there. They're, they're getting Jim Harbaugh. Uh, <laughs> well, Washington, the, the uh, Commanders, and we said Panthers. Yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see where he goes. I can see him going to D.C. Washington D.C. So. Yeah, we'll see. All right, man. Let's get into these games because they're exciting, man. Um, yeah, lots, lots of good, lots of good games. Yeah, this the division weekend. round definitely. Um, uh, it paid off. It, it was better than Super Wild Card Weekend, which was a little had a couple of dull games, but uh, the first game that we saw was the Texans and Ravens, thirty-four ten with the Ravens winning. A little slow start for the Ravens, but they definitely dominated in the second half. Um, what do you think? You think they're going to start off a little slow because they rested for about two weeks? Yeah, seems to be the recipe for disaster. Resting your guys last week of the season and having a week off in the playoffs to start a little slow. Luckily, they had two weeks off, bro. Well, I know. Just yeah. combine, yeah, combine, combining the two. Um, just not – I mean, the Ravens were such a better team, though. In this case, I don't think it mattered. But it's something to look at in the future for if you have a – Give a closer matchup, I think it could really be a difference. Yeah. Because uh, in the first half, yeah, the Ravens just looked slow. I mean, it was ten to ten. Sluggish, and, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, but you take that punt return out of the game, punt return touchdown for the for Houston. Yeah, because they they got that in the first half, right? Yeah, it was ten. It was quarter. ten ten at halftime, yeah. and it ended what thirty four ten. Yeah. So they uh. Shout out to the fan who came up with this great saying. She she had a sign. She said Lamar was la marvelous. Love it, and he was definitely la marvelous mm. on the ground. He had a 100 yards on 11 carries and rushed for two TDs as well. He also threw for 152 yards and two TDs. Um, while the rookie sensation CJ didn't have the greatest game, but there were times in the game where he did look poised and unfazed. But I think overall it was just a little too much for the rookie to handle. Yeah, I mean, CJ well exceeded expectations this year. So I think if I'm a Texans fan, I'm pretty excited <laughs> about the future. With oh, yeah. Him. I yeah. mean, humble, super humble guy. Yeah. And he... 
he's the truth yeah. honestly he's uh i'm excited for their their fan base they they deserve some wins over there so they do congratulations to the texans on a good good season congrats boys yeah um for that game we actually picked uh the right bet we we chose the ravens to cover nine and a half and looked a little dicey at the time we <laughs> right? thought we thought the parlay might be toast on game one yeah that's never the best thing man <laughs> like when your parlay doesn't even hit the first game uh can't even sweat for the rest of the weekend man. sure but, everyone can relate so. yeah but yeah they uh they covered and um again the only you know uh, you know only td that the texans had was that uh the pun return besides that Lamar, he threw for two and rushed for two. So, uh, congrats to the Ravens for moving on, and congrats to Lamar. I know he was having a he had kind of a bad playoff record, so he's uh, definitely proving the uh, the doubters wrong, and uh, making uh, that contract that he signed uh, worth it so Look, far. Looks so. like looked like the MVP. Yeah, and you know what? Bringing up that contract real quick, man. There's a lot of teams that could have traded for Lamar, and uh, a lot of those teams actually didn't even make the playoffs. Falcons were one of them. Jets were the other one. I know you're going to have to pay some big money, but, I mean, it's paying off for the Ravens, and uh, so congrats, Lamar, on that. Congrats, Lamar. <laughs> we can we can talk about, I, yeah, we can well, talk about yeah, that contract, yeah. hate on, on my end. We don't have a lot of time today, but this yeah. will, we know this will come up at, in It'll a future up. episode. Yeah. All right, man. Game number two was the Packers at 49ers, 24-21 with the Niners winning. But this is uh, probably my favorite game. I don't know about you, Justin, but it was also the most painful because if you watched episode one, we were pretty, pretty pumped up about going Moneyline Packers. Yeah, Packers Moneyline felt like a ton of value. I mean, sometimes a pick can miss and you know the Packers are winning one out of three times against the Niners. They looked, they looked like the better team. I, don't, I mean, I don't think you can deny the Packers just missed their opportunities. They, they kicked too many field goals in the first half. They dropped. Um, they dropped two potential pick sixes. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, tons. The DBs were dropping passes all weekend. Yeah, Savage, Savage. He's usually uh, pretty, pretty good with his hands yeah, as far well, as catching uh, interceptions. That's why they play defensive back and not yep. wide receiver. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> but that that was a difference. I mean, look at the Niners. You know, they uh, they capitalized on that game winning interception at the end by the terrible fucking pass that Jordan Love threw. I mean, all you had to do was throw it away, bro. Channeling, channeling his inner <laughs> Brett Favre, man, like a Ugh, true boneheaded throw, bro. But the difference is Brett Favre had the arm to maybe get that <laughs> yeah. pass there. Uh, I don't know if Jordan Love's got the same arm strength. Such as, uh, a good game, man, for it, to, for it to end like that. It was it was disappointing. Yeah, it was but... the missed kick. Um, you know, this is why, just like with the Tinder is earlier, you got to get <laughs> field goal range isn't good enough. You got to get it in the end zone. You got to get the uh, TD. Yeah, and we saw a lot of missed kicks, and we'll see if uh, Anders Carlson has a job next year after yeah. that one. I mean, he didn't really have the uh, the backup from his coach, right? Le Yeah. Supposedly but, said uh, to a reporter that, you know, every time the kicker goes out that they just pray. It's like, come on, bro. You don't tell the reporters that. And why is he still your kicker? You exactly. have the whole year to find somebody. <laughs> if you think that about the guy on your team, then Jeez. go get a new kicker. Yeah. There's plenty of guys that you could have picked up off free agency. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, love love showed enough to he's going to get a big contract. I mean, in this game alone, he completed 21 passes for 194 yards and he threw two TDs. What killed him was that he also threw two interceptions. Um, one of them was a tipped ball from the receiver, but that other one was the uh, the game losing uh, throw. So he's definitely going to have to work on that. You think he'll be the highest paid? You think he's going to take the crown? I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but. I don't think he should be, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. He's he he definitely he definitely made himself some money in the <laughs> second half of this season yeah. for sure. And Brock, I mean, he looked a little off all game, but I mean, I mean, 
his numbers actually were a little better. 23 passes completed for 252. He only threw one TD, but he had no turnovers, which is, you know, key. If you're going to win in the playoffs uh, in the dance, you definitely want to uh, protect the ball. And then on his final drive, Brock went six for seven, 47 yards. And he had uh, two big-time third-down conversions. One was to Ayuk and the other one was to Jennings. Yeah, that pass to Ayuk was yeah. beautiful. Beautiful catch, beautiful pass. He looked – Ball placement was great. Yeah, Brock looked great on that last drive. And that's been one of the knocks against him. Like, yeah. can he come from behind? And he he came from behind <laughs> and won. So, yeah, exactly. uh, he, you know, I mean, credit to the Niners. They're not my favorite team, but – they won the game, you know. Bro, Pack- good line to the people, bro. That's your most hated team. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> the Packers just the Packers looked like a young team. They didn't yeah. get they didn't they didn't convert like when they needed to, and the Niners did. So they're they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so congrats, congrats to them. All right, and then again, we had the uh, Packers money line at plus three fifty. So and- parlay Parlay was dead there, but man, we were already we were already looking at cash on the ticket in the third quarter of that game. Man, that's the problem when you make a nice parlay, and by halftime we're like, oh yeah, so you know if the if the Bucks can cover and the Chiefs can win, and then all of a sudden it, it our our hopes and dreams died with that uh, game winning drive from Brock and the Niners. <laughs> Um, but let's go up to the third game, man. Bucks at Lions. It was 31-23 with the Lions winning at home. The Lions just got a phenomenal story right now, man. But Baker and, and Goff, they were going back and forth, blow for blow. Uh, but in the end, it just became too much for Baker uh, and the Bucks as the Lions, you know, ran away for ran away with it in the fourth. Yeah, Baker's getting paid in this offseason now, too. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna get a pretty good, nice contract, take bet on himself, taking a one-year deal, looked awesome in the playoffs. Uh, Bucks were just outmatched in this game. I yeah. think they played all right, but yeah, Lions, yeah. Lions are solid. Lions are good. Yeah, um, no, they are, man. They they're definitely like the defense started showing up. You know, like because um, for a long for like a lot of the season, it was kind of inconsistent. Either the offense was great, defense was bad, or the defense was great and the offense you know couldn't couldn't sustain drives. But they're, they're putting it together at the right time. Um, there is word around the sewing circle, Justin, that Baker Mayfield may uh, you know. Test the waters out in free agency because he only signed a one-year deal. He bet on himself. Why not? And the Why rumor not? is, if Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons, will he take Baker with him? <laughs> anything, anything can happen. I'm not even going to spe- I'm not even going to speculate on that. We got a whole, we got a whole offseason to see what, yeah, we'll what happens we'll on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this game. I mean, I, I, I think the Lions got a pretty decent shot. I think they play similar to the Packers, yeah. just a balanced offense, good defense. You know. And I think they got they got a shot to to beat the beat the 49ers next week. And I think they got exposed a little bit um mm-hmm. by the Packers, but good good game. Yeah. Um kind of a controversial play at the end, would you say at the end the, yeah, the kneel downs? Uh not calling timeout when they could have had a shot. Yeah, so uh, golf golf and them boys on the offense, man. They uh they spiked the ball a little too early. They didn't let the clock go down. So <clears throat> I think there was like 39 seconds left and it was third and 12 and all, all uh, the, you know, the bucks had to do was call the timeout. All of a sudden the clock stops at like 30 seconds and now it's a fourth down play. And then they'd have about 30 seconds, you know, 25 seconds to try to make a run at a, you know, at a field goal or a touchdown, I guess, sir. But, uh, but they needed that, a touchdown and two point. Conversion. Yeah. But that's also with um, the bucks or the Lions, I believe where they were in field goal range. So they'd have to miss or get the kick blocked. In order and, for we, and we all have seen that they very well could <laughs> yeah. have missed that. Kick. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but besides that, I do want to give the rookies on the lines a little bit of love. Uh, Gibbs was drafted in the first round. And you know what they say lately about drafting running backs in the first round. It just it's not worth it. But 
they're proving and daniel jeremiah had this in the tweet you know he's like look if you're gonna draft a you know uh running back in the first round make sure that you have a uh uh, quarterback and uh, offensive line in place because if you don't have those in place you're going to get a Najee Harris type situation so it doesn't matter how good your running back is if he ain't got no line or a QB to really you know open up the offense and it's he's not gonna you know um, uh, be able to uh, produce so Gibbs uh, he had nine carries for 74 yards and a TD he also added four catches for 40 yards man so he had a great game uh, looked explosive um, and then their tight end Laporta, who you have as a potential keeper, uh, he had nine catches for 65 yards. And Brian ba- Branch, their uh, DB cornerback uh, that they drafted in the second round, he had nine total tackles, eight that were solo tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss. Um, now the real beast, bro, is the uh, is the D end with uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, man, he's not a rookie, but. He's in, he's in Nick Bosa's top five, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is uh, Max Crosby and uh, Joey both, right? <laughs> but I gotta give him a little love too, man, because he's uh he's got this great four game streak of um of sacks. Eight eight sacks. Yeah, eight sacks. Eight so he had sacks one sack against the Bucks. He had two against the Rams. Week eighteen against the Vikings, he had two. And here comes some more Cowboys slander. He had three against the Cowboys in week seventeen, and so he's averaging two two sacks a game in the last four games. Uh, so big ups to him and uh, the GM for the uh, Lions, man, because they're they're drafting uh, really well. And then also a little more slander to the Cowboys just because we got to give Cowboys uh, some more hate. Uh, I got to bring up this photo here, which is great. Since 1996, the Lions now have one conference championship appearance and the Cowboys have zero. <laughs> <laughs> and since 2019... <laughs> The Lions have two playoff wins, while the Cowboys only have one. So, Cowboys, you guys can are y'all, to are y'all still are y'all still them boys? Uh, what boys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, the bet that we picked there was uh, the Bucks to cover six. Um, the game ended at eight points, so there was a final play that the Baker, when they scored a TD, they went for two. If they would have got the two, we would have pushed on the six, but they missed uh, the fade route to Mike Evans, so we lost there. Um, uh, which is unfortunate, but they they had the chance to cover, so technically wasn't a, a bad a bad play. We've we've made worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. The last game here that we have is the Chiefs at Bills, man, and that was twenty seven twenty four Chiefs win. Um, again, it's always it's hard to bet against Patty, man. So when you can get them at plus money, you just sometimes got to take it. As a Charger fan, I didn't want to add them in a four leg parlay, but it was just it was, it's like the Packers. It was just too much good value to 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 put money on. And uh, they 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 hit. The Bills were depleted. Man, mm. they barely brought enough linebackers to field the God, field yeah, out the roster. Hurt. I mean, you got to feel for 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 Bills fans. Yeah, uh, man. Especially- and Josh, Josh Allen, in my opinion, played pretty well. I mean, yeah. he's not he's not perfect, but he's putting that offense on his back. Man, the guys. I mean, they got it. It's time. It's time to blow it up over oh, yeah. there and start over. Diggs needs to go. Bro, their fans shoveled snow for two weeks, bro, just for, for Patty to come they in. Got, and beat their them. fans, you know what? Their fans hey, are real as hell. Bills Mafia, man. We we got respect for the Bills yeah. Mafia out here for sure. But if we take a look at the injury report, I mean, losing Kadarius Tony was a huge blow for the Bills, bro. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, they didn't. They needed passes going off his hands into their defenders. That might have been uh, the difference in the game. Needed a little so. more offsides plays from them too, huh? Yeah, maybe you know. But this game was great, man. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. I think there was about five lead changes. Um, and also, 
it was crazy because Allen, he had a couple big bombs, big plays, and there were drops, especially the one to Diggs. I was like, eight, I think it was like an 80 yard bomb right through his hands, bro. So, and then obviously the Tyler Bass miss from 44 yards as well for the game time field goal. But let's be honest, bro. Like, if he would have made that kick, Patty still had a minute, a minute or two left to yeah. take him down the field. So, who's to say that they would have won or went into overtime, anyways? But it was bad for him to kick that in the playoff game at home. Yeah, it's just weird the way it shanked out to the right. It's like there was like a fan in the stadium just blowing it out to the right. It's Chiefs just, fans the, at home all united, bro, with their fans. Yeah, they all they all did the old fan trick on the TV. Yeah. We might have to show them show the viewers that one day. Yeah, we will. Now, I got, uh, did I got, you, how about last one on that game? I'm going to say, how about uh, any thoughts on Jason Kelsey jumping into the stands <laughs> with his shirt off? That was sick, man. Shout out to all the dad bods out there, man. He he uh, he uh, represented for you guys. And uh, that was good to see, man. Kelsey's a man of the people. Making me feel proud to be a <laughs> proud to be a man right there. I got some for you, though, Justin. Check this out. In 2017, that's when Patty got drafted, right? The Bills, man, they they did this to themselves, bro. They, they've been losing to Patty for what? This is like game three now in the playoffs that they've lost to Patty? Feels like uh, every year. <laughs> yeah, man. So check it out, though. In 2017, this is when um, the Chiefs made the trade with the Bills. Chiefs went up and took the 10th overall pick from the Bills, and the Bills received the 27th overall pick that year, the third-round pick that year as well, and the first round in 2018. So although it was a risk for the Chiefs to move up, the Bills actually you know, accepted the trade with the Chiefs, and they're the ones who led the, K the Kansas City Chiefs draft Patty Mahomes. So you got to kind of, you know, Bills, I know you probably don't want to hear that, but it's kind of your fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean – they they also gave up jet they also gave uh the vikings jettas for for digs so true maybe true. they've had a few mishaps <laughs> over the years yeah but again man we went uh chiefs money line so that's how we went uh so you can see on the on the graphic here we went uh two two for two uh we got the chiefs money line and the packers points or the ravens points correct both, and both, we, both those other games were winnable <laughs> yeah, I, I, i'd say i'd say this probably was was not a complete disaster it wasn't it wasn't um but that brings us up to our parlay boy bets for this coming week. We got the championship games, the AFC and the NFC championship game. Um, since we went two for two, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. So we're going to try a different approach this weekend. Um, and we got a little video for you guys to check out. So check it out. Hi. Sorry, I was supposed to call you earlier. Uh, so here's your here's your question. OK, so you saw you saw the all the NFL games last week, right? You watched all of them. You saw how Green Bay did against uh, the 49ers. Did you watch yeah. that one? Yeah. I can't remember the uh, 49ers one. Yep, they did. They did win. So this year week, they're playing the Lions. It's their first time going to the NFC Championship in really, really long time. And basically, you know, 49ers are pretty, pretty big favorites. But we want to know who your, who you think is going to win. You're rooting for Detroit. Is that who you think is gonna win, though? No, but I think I'm gonna root for. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, so who's your so who's your pick? Detroit. Detroit. All right, good. That, that's all we needed to needed to hear. Thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> all right, bye, mom. Thank you. Bye. Hi, mom. Hi. I have a question for you. Ugh, what? <laughs> Um, I have no money. <laughs> okay. I don't need your money right now, but um, oh. so Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for the Ravens. He plays for Baltimore and they're at home and they're going to play Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC 
uh, championship conference game. So I need I need you to pick who you think is going to win. Now, Patty Mahomes, he's uh, won two Super Bowls and he's got a couple MVPs. Lamar Jackson is probably going to be MVP this year, uh, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he is at home. Kansas City's on the road. Who do you got? <laughs> Football. The playoffs, Mom. The playoffs. Oh, and who's that? So the Ravens are in Baltimore. They play in uh -huh. Baltimore against the Kansas City Chiefs. The, so the Chiefs are the road the road team, and whoever wins this game goes to the Super Bowl. Oh, and gee, I don't know anything about that. Come on, Mom. Who are you going to pick? <laughs> okay, so who's Baltimore? Baltimore's at home. And the other one? Kansas City is uh, on the road. They're going to go to Baltimore. Okay. Well, I guess Baltimore. You're going to go Baltimore? So I'm kind of thinking if I'm at home, I'm going to make a better effort to win, right? Hell yeah, Mom. Uh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> now I need money because we're going to put money on this game, okay? Okay. All right. Love you. <laughs> Thank you. Baltimore it is. Ravens. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. So our new approach for the uh, AFC and NFC Championship to parlay bet is going to be what we call the parlay mom's bets. So we're going to ride them out and see what, uh, well, we're going to ride the bets out. Yeah, we're going to ride the bets out. <laughs> ride the bets out, ride the bets out. Um, but Justin, besides uh, the mom's bets, um, what are your thoughts? What, what are you feeling? Oh, man, I, I like the, for talking spread, I like the underdogs, I think, on both games. I like the I like the Lions plus, plus seven, and mm -hmm. I like, I'm just, you know, I'm not betting against the Chiefs again. I'm plus three and a half is enough for me. I mean, they they just make it close. They see they're one of those teams, kind of like my Hawks. They just kind of play to the level of their opponent, mm -hmm. and they just do whatever they got to do to make the the game close. Um, I think the I think the I think the favorite's gonna win both the games, but I like I like the underdogs to cover the spread. Um, yeah, no, me too, games. man. I'm like, in my professional degenerate's opinion, I agree. The, uh, I think the underdogs cover. I mean, I want the Ravens, you know, to beat the Chiefs just because I'm a Chief hater since I'm in the AFC West. But it's hard to bet against Patty, man, like we talked earlier, you know. So if I'm going to bet against him, I'm going to take him to lose by three or less. Uh, so I'm taking the points. Um, and then obviously the I agree with you on the the Lions. I think they cover. I think they're going to make it a field goal type game, especially because the Packers kind of exposed their uh, secondary. I could know. see the I could see the Lions winning though. No, if I, I if I yeah. if I had to pick a money line, I think I could I just I think the 49ers have more weaknesses than than the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. the Ravens just feel so balanced. Yeah. Like they just don't really seem to have any flaws and the 49ers definitely have a couple couple flaws. So yeah. um we'll see what happens. I think they're going to be great games both oh, of yeah. them. So and those are coming up on Sunday, guys. So get your bets ready. Let us know what you're going to be betting uh, in the comments section. Um, but now let's get into our last segment of the show. Uh, this is our first interview with the guest. And again, we're going to be interviewing people who are up and coming in the respective fields. Uh, you know, these are exciting and unique individuals. And our first guest is going to be Illis, who's a professional glassblower celebrating his 10 years um, in, in the industry, guys. So uh, same shit, different day. First special guest, Illis. Enjoy. Shout out, Illis. Enjoy the interview. 
All right, guys, welcome to the second episode of Same Shit, Different Day. This is our special guest segment, and we are excited to have our first ever guest of the show. Um, this person right here is near and dear to my heart. Uh, he's somebody that I grew up with. I've seen him grow, and he's doing phenomenal things right now. He's a professional glass blower and a professional Niner fan. Right. <laughs> Help me welcome my cousin, Joe Morelos. Hey, what's up? What's up, Cody? I should say, I, I, <laughs> cause man, cause I, I'm like excited to have you here, bro. As our first guest, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we're, before we even get into what, you know, your glass blowing in your career, we're actually just going to talk about the game real quick. Cause you know, your Niners got Let's the dub. Go. I was being a hater, but it was kind of a smart hater. Uh, move Cause you know, I, I, I've been telling you all year, Cuddy. I've been telling you all year cause, cause you've been doing some parlays and you took them against the Niners. And I was like, nope. And what happened? Every time, I bet. You probably lost them. So. All right, bro. But look, the Packers are playing good football, bro. And they smacked the hell out the Cowgirls, which we yeah. always got to give the Cowboys you know, no hate. I would have <laughs> liked to play the cow, the Cowgirls. or I mean... Uh, <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, Green Bay put up a good game. They did. That yeah. definitely did. And uh, we still got the W, though. And that's all what matters. Whether it be three, four points, or even one. We got the dub. Yep. Let's go. And I know, but I just really like the money line. You know, they're they're like heavy underdogs, and I think the it was worth the payment if they were to win, which, honestly, they almost pulled it off. I mean, let's, let's talk about it, bro. I mean, it was a 24-21 win from the Niners, right? Brock Purdy was a little off target all throughout the game. Love looked like the better QB overall, and they had they had the win up until that fourth quarter, bro. They're beating you guys, you know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. they're playing you guys good. No, and I, you know, sh you know, they definitely were giving it up to us. Uh, I think that week and a half off, you know, sometimes can make you or break you, and maybe a little bit of rust, right? Like that's what they were saying. So uh, once we got it dialed in and uh, started showing up, you know, uh, we came through again with that W. But uh, Brock, you know, again, what, second year now? He was injured last time. He has that experience, though. And, I mean, it's starting to kind of just refine itself. Uh, yeah. Playoff time, again, as long as everybody does their part, we all know they can everybody do their part and not mess up. Not yeah. no mistakes. Yeah, and see that was the difference, man. Because um, what was in the first we made quarter? Some. We made a couple. Well, yeah, but you guys capitalized on the mistakes at the Packers, and that was the difference in the game. Because uh, Jordan Love, or not Jordan, sorry, Brock Purdy, he threw a couple. There was like at least two pick sixes that the Packers should have had in that first half, and they didn't capitalize. And what happened to you guys? You guys capitalized on that interception at the end of the game. Yeah, and that's what sealed yeah. it for you guys. Besides Brock, I mean, honestly, even though he wasn't spectacular, you know, for most of the game, he was good. But you know, he he had to be great. When he had to be great and that was at the last drive he was six for seven 47 yards he had that huge third down conversion to ayuk um, yeah you know to keep yeah. it alive and then the, the, ayuk pass was nice that yeah. one was good but I, I think it was a little bit after uh juan jennings it, oh, uh, yeah. it was like a 15 yard one yeah yeah okay i forgot about that one yeah that was, that was big too i mean all those all those plays right there you know led up to cmc getting a six yard rushing td and that was the second td of the game let's go dude's a beast and you know like Man, come on. CMC is hell, just a hell of a year, bro. You can't tell me he's not like MVP candidate, if not maybe bro. possibly winner. Who I, don't knows? Know the, I don't know how the NFL didn't look at the NBA when they um, when they stopped that trade for, uh, I think it was like um, uh, Chris Paul when he was going to go to the Lakers and they stopped it. They should have did that with this trade, bro. There's no way that you guys should have got CMC, bro. bro. No Sometimes way you have that missing CMC. player. And I think like, man, picking him up and uh, even on defense mm -hmm. with, with – uh, uh, I, got to, I forgot his name. Uh, your, your defensive player? The defensive player. Nick Bosa's uh, college, college. Uh, oh, uh, Chase Young. 
Yep, Chase yep. Young. Duh. Yep. So with Chase yeah, Young that coming not through, as big as the CMC one. Like he's no, still, no, he's, he's been good. He's been good, but he's. I don't. I don't know if you guys are gonna resign him. To be honest. Yeah. Well, CMC though, man. <laughs> Keep CMC, that dog. That was, that was Keep a cheat that dog code on trade, the grinding bro. hustle because that, that's all he does is just hustle and grind. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cuz. Well, tell us. I mean, how'd you become a Niner fan? What What made you a Niner fan? Uh. So you know, as a little kid, I remember going to a party. It was all with family. You know, we was. Uh, my mom took us to uh, one of my tia's house. On the record. Uh, and so, you know, uh, and so I just showed up and I remember seeing most of my family just all decked out with Niner gear. And I was like, what's going on? And a matter of fact, it was that 94, 95 season when we beat the effing San Diego Charger. <laughs> so, yeah. You just yeah, had to bring that yeah, up. You set yourself up for that because yeah, 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 we beat get, you guys. We're going to get this interview. And uh, so. That was the year I remember. I still remember it. You know, I was going to the party and uh, everybody was all nineered out. Mm -hmm. And they, I think that, I, you know, maybe there might have been one or two San Diego fans at the time there because, you know, we're from Fresno and stuff. So that was where it was at, Fresno, California. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so uh, since then, you know, since then I was just like, well, I'm going to be a Niner fan because I saw everybody wearing Niner clothes. And yeah, that's kind of where it all started. Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, man. Too, and I, I, I didn't make the wrong choice. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it ends up this year. You know, speaking of that, though, let's, uh, you know, uh, who you got? Lions, Niners. <laughs> Come on. Dog. I, don't, I don't even got to. I ain't going to wait. My <laughs> right, on give, that give, one me, give me your bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> give, uh, me, give me your bold prediction. You know, price uh, point wise, you know, uh, I'm going to say Niners by by six. By six. I think it's going to be a, a tough battle back and forth. Um, but again, it's one of those things where like, OK, we got the rust off. We're ready to go. We're primed and we know what's at stake. And don't get me wrong. Detroit, you know, they got a cool story, too. You know, they you know, they haven't been in the playoffs, let alone to the NFC championship and how long and even win it. So, yeah. um, well, right so, now, cause, um, you guys are, uh, the spread right now is at seven. So if you think you're going to win by six, if you're a betting man, you'd probably bet on the Detroit lions points to cover. Um, or if you wanted to go money line, I mean, you guys are super heavy favorites at oh, yeah. minus three Oh five. So the better bet would be the points, but you know, it's at seven right now, but you're, you're close, man. Six. six yeah. Quite, six yeah. So, you know, and so like, it's, yeah, well, as long as we don't make no mistakes mm -hmm. and we're ready to go. I think we'll be. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and that's where you guys can capitalize on the Lions because uh, Goff, he's he's known to not play the best on the road, and um, but your guys' defense. I, I, oh, yeah. I said this in the first episode, man. And people kind of got at me. They're like, "What do you mean the Niners' defense ain't as great? You guys, your guys' defense is good, but it hasn't been as good as it has been the last two years." Um, so I think if uh, Goff really wants to capitalize on you guys, it's really on your pass defense because that's what's the weaker part of your guys' defense is the pass. If Drake defense. Greenlaw was here right now. He 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 <laughs> he'd body slam you, bro. <laughs> Body bro, I mean, look at love. He, he was throwing the ball all over the field, bro. Shout out defense. Let's you got, go. You guys' run defense is great, though, and you guys got good edge rushers or great edge rushers, I should say. So it's going to be a great game, man. It's gonna yeah, be no, game. it should be a good game. I, I think, again, close game, but we'll pull the W out for sure. Okay. For sure. All right, guys. Well, now that we got the game out the way, still salty that, you know, the Packers didn't win, but, you know. Shout, yeah, out, to you guys, you guys, Shout out to the real GOAT, too, yeah. you know. This is, what, your third uh, NFC Championship game in a row, man. So you guys deserve it. You guys you guys are consistent, so. Um, yes. Oh, let's, yeah. let's, it's a nice era. You know, the era with uh, Shanahan has been pretty good. Um, you know, there's been some setbacks, you know, some costly mistakes here and there. Uh, room for a little bit of improvement, but you can't tell me we're not there. We're like, we're ready to go, and so – yeah, I think I think this could be the year. This could be the year. I've been I, I 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I got one more Let's question go. before go we get it. into your glass blowing. For sure. Um, if you guys beat the Lions, who do you want to see? You want to see the Ravens or don't, do you want to see the Chiefs? Don't matter. We're gonna get revenge on uh, whoever it is. <laughs> There's gotta be a team you want to play for. Don't matter. It don't even matter. It don't. <laughs> okay. Nope. Don't even matter. All right, don't even right. matter. We're gonna we're gonna get the dub. All don't right. even matter in vegas okay <laughs> all right guys well let's get into the glass boy man uh because this is exciting you like you mentioned before bro you and me we're cali boys we we're both bo born in fresno uh you know we're over repping fresno state yeah got a great and they got a great schedule coming up for this uh uh college football season as well man we're playing michigan the defending champs and we got uh the cougs in fresno too bro so i'm gonna see we should try to make that game by the way Ooh. um oh, yes. but is fresno is that where you found your inspiration to be a glass blower because i mean Think about it because like not a lot of people grow up saying hey i want to be a glass blower yeah, <laughs> you yeah know what I'm no. i want to be a, like a lawyer or something you know but you you grew up and you're like yo i want to be a glass blower so how, how'd you how'd you find that inspo and was it in fresno yeah yeah uh so you know a lot of people ask me like what got you into it how'd you get into it and i always try to tell people it's uh it's who got you into it and so mm -hmm. shout out okay. to diane lynn uh if you're out there you know just your previous student from your 3d art design class and so it was in high school uh you know and so in high school uh, i did a lot of graffiti art and stuff you know being from fresno you know it can be a rough place to grow up in and so like um graffiti was kind of an outlet for me and so uh one day uh diane or again my high school teacher uh gave us an art project to do i should say miss lynn and so miss lynn gave us an art project to do and she pretty much told us hey everybody go make something out of anything that you want as as a material to use and so i decided to use glass and so um i asked my mom about this project and i said hey can you take me to this store which is in downtown fresno mm -hmm. it's a stained glass store so they sell stained glass and still there man it's been there since i was a little kid so that it's pretty cool and so yeah uh, my mom took me drove me down there and as soon as we walked into the store it was cool seeing all these just uh, colors of glass and just uh, just seeing how light interacted with glass. It reminded me of uh, when I would go to church with my mom. All the windows? And then all the windows yeah. and the stained glass windows and stuff. So yeah. I'd be in church kind of like not paying attention, but I'd look at the <laughs> windows, you know. And so I think that's where it all kind of stemmed from. Yeah. But it was Diane Lynn that inspired me because once I turned in the project, mm -hmm. uh, it was a, it was this uh, – my mom had a hot glue gun, and so I made this uh, – dream catcher it was a glass dream catcher it had nothing to do with glass blowing yeah and so uh miss lynn she gave me this documentary on glass blowing and okay. i when i took it home that day and i watched it yeah that's when i was just like a little fuse just lit up inside me and just turned into a raging fire of like man that's that's what i would like to do in my life and yeah. hopefully make a career out of that and, and so and so you pursued it by going to chico was it yeah. Chico State or Chico University? Or uh, Chico State, yeah, okay. Cal State University of Chico. Yeah. And so I applied to a couple of colleges, uh, mm -hmm. but that was the college I actually got accepted to. And they have like a program for Glassblown or how to yeah, more yeah. Like so um so Robert Herhusky, so that was the instructor there. And so rest in peace as uh rest is, rest in peace because um he actually just passed away last rest year. So um that was the instructor there when I went to the university, and so um I went in there. It's it's a it's a crazy story, yeah. cousin. Because so that summer before I got accepted, mm -hmm. we had to do like a little. You know, we could show up to the campus, get to know the campus. Yeah. And I tracked them down, and I was like, "Oh, hey, I want to become a glass blower, and so I would like to join the the program." And so he said, "Well, we don't let freshmen in, 
first of all, and then you have to be an art major. Mm, and so okay. when I went to college, I, you know, I wanted to be a business major, entrepreneur, make my, you know, you know, try to be a businessman and yeah. just make some money off that. And so, uh, I switched over to art major. Okay. Second semester before I started again, I tracked them down again. I was like, Hey, I'm an art major. And now, and I <laughs> want to do the glass blowing. He's like, yeah, but you're still a freshman. And I was like, yeah, but you can't make any like special circumstance for me or anything like, come on. Uh, and you know, I was just kind of persistent kind of like, yeah. And so he said, well, it's not going to be up to me. It's going to be up to the class. Oh, and okay. so he took me into the, he's like, show up on this day for the class. And if the rest of the people in the class kind of, you know, take you on. They vouch it for you. Bro. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, that's, so, yeah, that's dope. I didn't know that. So, yeah. So right. I showed up and, and Robert's like, hey, this is Joe. Yeah. Uh, I found him in the summer and he's tracked me down and he wants to be a glass blower. Yeah. And so do you guys want to let him in? And so there was a couple of people that gave me this kind of like, because again, you can't, uh, the other thing, there was a catch. Yeah. He's never allowed a freshman in his program. Okay. And so I was going to be the first freshman, I think. And I, whether that be true or not, I don't know, yeah. but, uh, I was, so okay. they let me in, they vouched, uh, he is like, all right, well, yeah. if they give you the a okay. And so most of them were like, yeah, just, <laughs> you're not going to be able to make a lot of stuff. And I kind of like, uh, make sure you take care of all the equipment, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. like, just, cause know, I'm the yeah. greenhorn. I'm the rookie. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a freshman. And these guys were all at hey, least hey, you're uh, the red shirt freshman or what? So, yeah. <laughs> Sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Yeah. Right. And so, well then, um, so speaking of Chico, bro, I know that you had a few challenges there um, yeah. that you had to overcome. You uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Right. So again, kind of dials back to, it kind of goes back to my high school where I was doing graffiti. And so then I go to Chico and I'm still, you know, vandalizing or doing my graffiti. Right. But it was also kind of an art form and expression of way to kind of, uh, I don't know, use it as an outlet from the streets because again, uh, streets were a little rough where I was from. And so, um, not to, you know, throw shade on any other streets, anything like that. But again, uh, so graffiti did that. And so in college, I just really blew up this town and, uh, I got caught, I got caught. And, uh, I ended up doing probation. Uh, I had to pay, uh, fines, you know, for the vandalism. I ended up getting a felony. So, um, yeah, you had to do a lot of street art and graffiti to get a felony, right? Uh, let's just say I bombed, I bombed the little city, man. I bombed that little <laughs> town. And, uh, Illis all around. <laughs> yeah, there was, there might even be some illest little landmarks there, here and there. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I got caught up mm -hmm. and, uh, throughout my probation period, you know, there was a couple of times where I missed payments, you know, and I was just young and dumb. Yeah. Um, part of the stipulations was no drinking, you know, passing drug tests. Yeah. And again, young and dumb, man. And, you know, here we are. Here we are. Man. The rest is history. Bro. You know, still like, drinking you, you, a little bit, but not not as young and <laughs> definitely not as dumb. Um, but, All right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about, like, where you at now, right? So I know you, you, you're playing the boy who cried wolf for a long time with me. So, you know, I've been in Seattle for like two, almost 20 years now. And you would always hit me up. You'd always be like, cuz, cuz, like, I'm going to go move with you. I'm going to go move with you. And I was like, all right, yeah, do it, do it. And then you just never did it, bro. So the more you told me, the more I was like, man, this was playing. He's all, he's all, he's blowing smoke, you know, because right then you weren't really blowing glass at the time. <laughs> and then finally, what was it in 2010, I believe, is when you finally just showed up at my door with Cujo, rest in peace. Rest in peace, and, Cujo. Uh, you, you actually moved in with me and Reynoso, the California Oso in Renton, bro. And, um, you know, from that point in 2010, when you moved in, you know, you, you had your, your goal set that you wanted to be a glass blower professional. Um, how long did it take you from that point when you moved in with us in 2010 to really, you know, break, break that glass door and get yourself into the industry? Well, yeah. Um, 
I moved out here in 2010. So again, right before that, um, I had actually just got uh, out of jail. And so because of some of the things that had happened with mm-hmm. my graffiti and my felony and all that, um, I got, you know, I I ended up getting locked up for a little bit, just in time, got out, and I just knew right away, I got to I gotta fix this. I gotta, I gotta turn it around. Needed some and, change. Uh, yeah. And so um I ended up saying, Yo, Cuddy, I'm gonna move out there finally for reals. <laughs> and so you're like, Yeah, 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 right? You're like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Came out here and I showed up on the door with Cujo, and that was my English bulldog that I used to have. And uh 2010, right? And so it took me four years because uh I tried right away to kind of get into the industry, but um, unfortunately I didn't finish college because again, I got caught up and did all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I did, I did take, I did take a couple of semesters of glass blowing. Mm-hmm. And so with that experience that I took, I brought that over here and I, I tried to apply a couple of different studios, whether the studios were full of employees or that people just didn't like the experience that I had, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, that nobody was trying to give me the opportunity to really kind of work for them. And so I kind of got sidetracked and I was just working a regular nine to five and just kind of paying bills, right? Making dues meet. And so, which is normal because you're yeah. in a new, new city, new area, you know, away from home. And so, you know, uh, it wasn't until 2014 when uh, my girlfriend at the time, which is not my wife, she kind of, uh, she moved up here, you know, and she was like, Hey, uh, whatever happened to glass blowing? Mm-hmm. And so if it wasn't for my wife, she kind of wouldn't have uh, gave me that spark again. And so I started reapplying to jobs. Yeah. And so that's when I came across an artist by the name of Ryan Blythe. Okay. Shout out to was... Ryan. Shout out to my wife, first of all. Forget you, Ryan. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, of course. Family, Crystal. friends, uh, family always on top of everybody first. Mm-hmm. But uh, friends become like family sometimes too, mm-hmm. right? And so Ryan uh, gave me my opportunity first. And uh, that was at the old Rainier Brewery, right? Yeah, okay. he had a he had a glass blowing studio at the old Rainier Brewery off the I five, yeah. and uh, it was kind of an apprenticeship at first, right? Yeah. Kind of just I still kept my regular nine to five Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and then I go over there on the weekends and just kind of work for free for a bit, and then eventually, yeah. you know, the dividends paid off, and eventually I got onto the payroll. I ended up dropping my regular nine to five, and then I just pursued it full time, and so yeah. that was 2014. Yeah. This year will be my ten year. Mark, my 10 year anniversary Sick. in the industry, cuz hell yeah, cuz yeah. congrats to the 10 year anniversary. Yeah, no, it, and it's been a that. fun ride, man. And yeah. and and so we went from their old Rainier Brewery, uh, down to Georgetown. Georgetown. Shout out Georgetown, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Rainier Brewery, uh, Washington, and and just the Pacific Northwest has been a beautiful place. You yeah. know, uh, I've adopted it as my new home. Mm-hmm. I'm what you call a transplant out here, right? And so um it's, 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 yeah it's been a it's been a fun ride um i've met a lot of people um and uh i've been able to use my art to make a living and that's been and that's been fun and and let's talk know. about that real quick so now you're you're officially at the glass uh the seattle glass blowing studio yeah yeah so I know now i'm at this studio now and it's got a little history right i mean it's gotten blown up a little bit it was in uh the show the amazing race yes uh it's it's seattle's would you call it like the hit, hidden landmark of seattle oh man it's like a gemstone yeah, uh, yeah the hidden gem right because yeah. it's a landmark out here that's been around for over 30 years mm-hmm. uh, it's right off of fifth ave yeah. in the belltown district just a couple of blocks from the space needle yeah and uh people walk by it all the time but little do they know it's not just a glass gallery it's also in the back is where we manufacture and make some of the pieces for people all over the world yeah 
and you're you're a, a instructor, right? So yes. Can- so yep. And so currently, as my job, you know, when it comes to the glass industry, as a glass artist, you know, you definitely got to build up that skill set to even get there mm-hmm. to maybe even term yourself a, a glass artist per se. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of glass blowers may start off working at a factory. Uh, mm-hmm. working like I did for an artist and just kind of taking lessons from them mm-hmm. um, or being an instructor or teacher and just teaching other people how to do it. And so um, currently, yeah, instructor, part-time there, and then trying to establish myself more as an artist and making my own line of work and trying to just build off that to where yeah. maybe I can spawn away from instructing and really mm-hmm. focus on my own uh, line of work. Okay. And yeah, and so now you've created your own signature, right? Illis, that's your that's your artist name. Well, that used to be your yep. graffiti name, but that's where it all stands from. That's where I was when which I used to graffiti. I'd write beautiful, Joe. Illis, um, which is a beautiful transition. Um, you took a, a negative and turned it into a positive with your art now with glass blowing. Um, but you've you've created your own signature style, and it was uh, inspired by chess. You're a big chess fan. Yes. Um, and so and I remember you telling me that, you know, it started off as pawns, but now you've created something bigger. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. And we can share some of the pieces you brought in. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, in, in college, when I was at Chico State, uh, me and my roommate, John, we, we were avid chess players. And so till this day, now that he lives uh, out in Japan, we still play online. Right. And so I have always questioned myself as like, what was going to be the first piece that I would market as a as my art theme or my piece. Right. And so. Um, I started off with these little just kind of simple forms of like these kind of pond shapes, nice little bubble with some contour to your bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I added a crown on top of the bubble. And so that just kind of transformed it. Yeah, you got the example there. I got a couple here. And so um, it turned itself into a king or a queen. And so yeah. for you chess players out there, uh, as you know, the pawn is the one that can work its way across the board and turn into a king or excuse me a queen which is probably the most powerful piece on the board right yeah. and so here's a couple of other examples yeah. they start to get a little bit more intricate more a uh, couple of different designs different shapes this one right here is my favorite bro you got you put some really good uh color and and that's probably one of it. the most intricate ones i made there cuddy okay. and uh while we're at it right now i'm gonna let you go ahead and have that one Oh, thank yeah, you, bro. yeah, that hey. one's for you, cuz. Hell yeah, yeah bro, that one's for you that. right there, man. I ain't kidding. Let's see, that's probably the most that. intricate one that I've made to this day. Well, thank you for that, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, oh yeah, yeah. So. I'm gonna spot for it. It's a little like camouflage into that one, but yeah, I'm gonna put it. Back yeah, here, right, wherever you want, you can keep it around. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. And so uh, these kings and queens, um, I decided to start marketing and publicizing those as my first pieces, mm-hmm. and I have sold a couple. And so it's been really inspiring to know that. People were actually supporting, uh, supporting my art, yeah. and so hopefully I can keep distributing them a little bit more and more um, throughout, you know, hopefully the world and uh, expressing more of my art line work too, like my lineup of work. So yeah, this is look. just one theme. I got a couple of other themes. I got some, yeah. uh, again, graffiti style glass where uh, I blow up these letters. Uh, they all kind of resemble bubble yeah. font. And then I just fuse all the letters together. They're all components. And there's been a couple of glimpses yeah. here on there on uh, my Instagram and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah, know people can follow you on Instagram. We have your handle right there at the bottom. Illis underscore yeah. one. 
Um, you also have a website, which is illisglass.com. Yeah. And uh, do you have an email that you want to share? Uh, if people want to go ahead and uh, book a book a time with you so you can uh, do a session. Yeah, if people want to uh, book a private session with me or something like that for now, yeah. uh, for now, you could go ahead and reach out to me. It's uh, pretty straightforward. Illisglass at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and I also just, if you, if you wanted to make a commission piece, I just take on commissions a lot too. So I'm um, hoping to take pieces, more, you know, I was sorry to cut you out there because uh, <laughs> the commission piece is more like if somebody wants to make like a, a specific thing, right? Like, yeah, a custom made, a custom made okay. piece, whether it be like a, a utilitarian piece, you know, somebody wants custom cups, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a vase for some mm -hmm. flowers. Uh, if you wanted to get a little bit more intricate, we can do like an installation where you have like a big chandelier. Ooh, um, right. Yeah. And it can, it can yeah. evolve from anywhere, you and know, it's, it's by the hour, right? So you can discuss that with, with them. Uh, uh, the it could be by the, uh, it depends. It just okay. depends on the piece. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. all those details that we would discuss amongst Perfect. ourselves. Yeah. And I know you did two shows and we'll wrap it up with this. Cause um, I know you've done two shows so far where you were the main, artists performing live yeah. um and it, it was a great show you know you had a lot of people turn out um you also it was catered as well jj soul food shout out to our boy oh, yeah. shout out to jj um and and are you planning on doing something in the future again um yeah you know i got this thing it, it, again it's my 10-year mark uh, I, I got my 10-year anniversary coming around the corner so uh i'm gonna get confirmation later but i end, might end up doing like another little private events so okay. a little bit more uh, secluded uh, you know exclusive i would say yeah. and so um won't be really too a lot of the public but uh we'll see yeah. um but yeah definitely want to plan something up here in the next couple weeks yeah. definitely no more than maybe two three months and, okay uh, and everybody yeah. and you'll be able to they'll be uh, so the people our listeners they'll be able to find that information on your instagram or on your uh yeah, your yeah i'll definitely be marketing it if i if i get it all confirmed and dialed in and you know same shit different day about to be posting that shit too boy hey, hey, hey. <laughs> shout out to same shit hey day. all right cuz well, <laughs> man this is exciting bro this was fun um you know uh we're excited to see where you go with this i know you have a lot of fans out there right now i appreciate um, the support man i oh, really well, really do like on yeah. that note like man it, it really is kind of sometimes surreal seeing that that support um and just hopefully you know it, it like you said i appreciate the 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 good wishes and hopefully people would yeah. like my art and and can support and and support you as well you know and uh yep gotta have families back so exactly. again shout out to uh same shit different day hey now cuzzy before we uh end this interview though there is one thing i want to do um can you think of and don't say the name just yet but who who are who is somebody right now in your life whether it's an acquaintance a family member a friend that that's doing something like you it doesn't have to necessarily be art but just growing something becoming something or, or achieving their go goals who is somebody right now that that is doing that and you want to be supportive because I've always been a you know a fan of um, of positive energy. You know, uh, everybody likes to you know. Uh, I like to pay it forward because a lot of people yeah. show me love, and that's what I'm doing with you. I'm showing you love. So what I want you to do right now, if you got that person in your head, is give them a quick phone call or FaceTime. Let them know you're on this podcast, but just tell them thank you and that you support them and that you're proud of them. So you want me? You want to hit somebody up right now on right the now. live or on the right, right now. now? Call somebody that I can think of. You know, right off the bat, it'd be it'd be a uh, shout out to the uh, Reynos for the California. Also, you know what I mean? That's that's like again, family right there. Give our boy a call, huh? Call. Let's see, let's see if he answers real speaker. quick, man. And if you don't answer, I'm still leave a voicemail. Leave him a voicemail. Say hey, you know, I'm trying to pay it forward, supporting you. You know, whatever you want to say, good. 
this one small message can change, you know, somebody's day. Yeah, man, that's my dog. That's my doubt. That's my doubt. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, big dog? Just uh, calling you real quick on this podcast with Cuddy. And, uh, you know, I just want to say, bro, you, you, you've gone through a lot and you're still doing your thing. And that's very inspiring to me, man. So I uh, hope you keep doing your thing and and inspire other people as well. And uh, yeah, just gonna pay it forward. Shout out to Reynoso, the California Oso. Woo woo! All right, man. Well, Cuddy, again, thank you, bro. This was fun. We got to do this again sometime, and uh, you know, we're excited to see your new pieces that you're gonna make and and where you're gonna take your career, bro. So, uh, make sure to you know post all the uh, the events coming up, and we'll be able. Yeah, to share I'm not, it. you know, I'm not too good at the social media marketing stuff, but yeah, I'm right. gonna get dialed in and get try to get that better. You know, hey, get someone you helping me out with that. Bro, so, thank you again, Cuddy. But you as far as the glass day. pieces, y'all, yep, I'm the glass king, the queen, <laughs> trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? King, so, queen, baby. Pun intended. <laughs> Let's sign go. out. But right, yeah, thank you, guys. Going, thank you, thank guys. Thank you. Thank you, cuz. And uh, thanks for anybody watching and supporting and any future supporters. Really appreciate y'all. Yep. All right, man. All right, guys. Exciting interview. We are excited to see where Joe goes, uh, you know, in his career as a glass blower. And uh, we're going to have some more guests coming in the near future. So be on the lookout for those. Um, and yeah, guys, that's episode number two. We're excited to continue to grow this and uh, we can't do that without you guys. So make sure to like, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Apple. You can stream us on Apple and Spotify. And then you can follow me and Justin on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles are on the screen. Uh, but go ahead and uh, share this with anybody you want. Um, we're, we're in, you know, give us some suggestions and, you know, give us your bets as well in the comments, guys. All right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for watching, guys. We'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, week. No, week three. Episode three. Yeah, episode three. All right, and episode this will be three. After the uh, the conference championship games, that we'll know we'll know who our Super Bowl contenders are. So tune <laughs> let's, in. Let's see if the mamas pick better than the boys. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. All right, guys. Parlay, mamas.